we also talked about today the division and Ubisoft's bullshit. Oh, oh, see, that was something I don't even have like a a point to speak from. Just know that the division is just the biggest failure of alpha footage to game that I've ever seen in my life. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, but we we talked about this uh like a fucking year ago. It's actually watchdogs. Mm, you know what? You might have me there. You might have me there on watchdogs. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Division sold lies, but Watchdog is just a classic. No! How you gonna have a graphical <laughs> Marvel for your E3 showcase and then deliver bullshit alpha gameplay, alpha footage on release date. Y'all got me all the way fucked up. I'm so glad I didn't cop. It was like a lighting thing too. Like all of it just looked bad. Well, not okay. Let me let me not say it. It didn't look bad, but it didn't look special. But we're not here to talk about that. Ubisoft knows what they fucking do. Hi, and welcome to the Otaku Street Podcast. On this edition of the Otaku Street Podcast, we're getting dark and sexy. We're talking all levels of hentai and NC-17 movies and super, super sexual organ heavy video games. And who better than four 20-something-year-old guys to talk about women's bodies and all that good shit men's bodies as well <laughs> oh my wah oh my wah oh my wah nani no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's me it's your boy it's your big it's your big old hairy boy adam and today i am joined what the fuck is going on here <laughs> dude you said i can do the intro Okay, let me do the intro. Fine, fine. Today, solo. <laughs> today it is. Uh, it's me. Like I said, it's me. Remember that, Chris? Haha. <laughs> um, Chris is here. Jamal is here. Wope is here. All four of us are here, and it's it's nice because we haven't we haven't had uh, a full family in the same Zoom meeting in quite some time two so. weeks to be exact we've been on our kingdom heart shit if you haven't seen the last two we're episodes. not gonna talk about this <laughs> we're not talking about kingdom hearts we're not gonna talk about kingdom but in any case it feels like it's been a long time but you have to you have to realize you know chris has he's always fucking writing pe- papers um, um he's writing like 700 page papers every Tuesday. And we're like, well, why aren't you done yet? Oh, because it's only Year been round. one week. It's only been one week. Like, okay, Chris, how about you do it? You know? 
And then Jamal has a goddamn real job, and that's stupid. <laughs> Where he has to wake up at like 2 a.m. Doubly stupid. And then Volpe's out here moving around and shit, getting in, into his new home, which we're going to put the address in the description of this episode. Give him so your you guys... money so he can get a new mic. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's on Otaku Street, if you guys didn't know. Ah, I see, I see. It's jo- Johnson, Johnson, uh, Johnson yeah. Avenue. On, on Johnson, Otaku yeah, Johnson Street. Avenue. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson Avenue. Avenue. <laughs> it's at it's it's at the uh, intersection of Johnson Ave and Johnson Court. What's the what's the cross street? Oh, uh, that's Johnson Boulevard. Well, zip um, code right off the Johnson Highway. Just spell redacted. Or redact. <laughs> <laughs> redact. <laughs> it's like uh, you guys remember on on like the old phones where you'd have to do like what was it the T nine keyboard or something like that yep Dude, i remember i'm i i don't know why but i think about that keyboard all the time i used to be a master texture on that fucking keyboard adam because i had a flip phone for a long time Whoa, dude. way longer than i needed to you don't need to tell us about your sexual fantasies when you were a kid whoa okay whoa <laughs> nah definitely no, texting with those fucking phones took skill like an effort it did Dude, it was like it's, it's to this day. I'll see a word, um, for, for for example, my name Adam. I'll always think like, okay, two three two uh, six, just like in my head, and then it'll, it'll spell out Adam, you know. Uh, but then there are times where I think of like a longer word, and I'm like, just in I'm by myself, like I'm I'm at I'm at like Safeway or something, and I'll stop in an aisle, like I'm holding fucking like a pack of eggs and like coffee and ground turkey in the other hand and i just stop in the aisle and i'm like vegetable what numbers will that be on the t9 keyboard and i just fucking go through it in my head standing there for like a minute and then i just go about my business does does anyone else do has anyone else ever done that let alone do that to this day i'm sure someone has done that but do, do we do that fuck no i mean honestly you guys are the weird ones Okay, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we have a we have a couple things to talk about. We are going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet. Hopefully, we say that all the time. Jamal is drifting off as we speak. Yeah, Jamal is is passing out currently. Jamal's about to slide into his bed as this episode's going on. <laughs> yeah, us recording this episode will cause Jamal to have a concussion because he's going to fall out of his chair and hit his head on the corner of his wall. Dude, Sorry, I can call out. Nice, dead. dude. I'd be like, yeah. now we can record for four hours. Uh, um, but yeah, we are going to keep it short and sweet, hopefully. And we have a couple things to talk about. First and foremost. Uh, do we want to get into um, into the, the GTA and Red Dead news? Ooh, it's slander time. Yeah, let's start off this episode with some slander because I have a feeling that later on it's not going to be very slander heavy when we get into the anime portion. Yeah, slander. We've never done that before. We're the O'Hater podcast. No, but it's well deserved this time. It's our one it's- week slander anniversary. <laughs> 
It's well, well deserved this time. Chris, I think I think you're uh, you're at the helm of this conversation. You seemed very uh, impassioned about what we were talking about. Oh, absolutely. Um, Wope, first, do you want to tell the good people what Rockstar did to us? Every sigh. So Rockstar and all of their infinite knowledge of knowing what people want, um, instead of giving us, and Adam is going to have a severe counterpoint that I can't wait to argue about with him. Um, Rockstar decided that because they got such a negative reception to the uh, GTA trilogy games and their remakes, um, they have decided to put a pause, or I guess maybe scrap completely, the remasters of Red Dead Redemption 1 and Grand Theft Auto 4. And they're reportedly putting all of their efforts towards the mystical GTA 6 that should have come out a generation ago. Now, I personally, like, I would have preferred to just have the remaster of GTA 4 because I was just thinking that game is fucking flawless. The so only thing that's really like iffy is the driving mechanic. It's so loose. That that was really my only issue with GTA uh, 4. And Red goes, Dead Redemption but it goes 1 I've all never played. Into, but it goes all into the physics of that game, though. Like, if, if you don't have the loose driving, then you don't have the ragdoll physics of Nico, like, pushing people over in the streets. <laughs> that's true. And it, it does give it, like, a bit of a unique feel. I mean because I'm so used to GTA five driving and how sharp it is and how responsive it is. Uh, GTA four just feels older, but like the story is so fantastic. The gameplay is so good. It's the right amount of difficulty. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with all that. It's just uh, GTA, GTA six, like they should have been working on this for years now. Why, why are you stopping other things to continue to work on the game that you should already be working on anyway? I just don't get it. As you said, Wope, I am so sick of these game companies thinking that they that they know right, and especially the ones with huge amounts of fucking dollars. Why the, does Rockstar that has billions and billions and billions of dollars? Why cannot they cannot? Why can they not allocate their resources properly? It makes no sense to me. And it really aggravates me as a Rockstar Games fan. I, once again, play all, all the games. I've platinumed multiple Rockstar Games at this point now. So I, I, I can speak to, to how good the games are and how everyone should experience these games moving up to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox series. Like, there's, there's no reason why anybody should not have played the original Red Dead. There's no reason why anybody should not have played uh, GTA 4. These are classic fucking games. And you're telling me that y'all are about to strand them back there because you're too fucking lazy to either port them or you're too lazy to fucking uh, allocate your resources properly? Again, nobody wants that fucking bullshit that you guys did back in the day, or not back in the day, uh, uh, a year ago when they dropped the fucking GTA Remastered on us. They dropped it on our heads and it was disgusting. Why do we want stuff like that? We don't. Of course, we fucking don't want broken games. We want you to, to port your games up, but we don't want it to be fucking broken when you do it. 
Is that too much to ask? I guess that's too much to fucking ask for is for us to get games that aren't Not broken. God, man. But I digress. The main point that I want to bring to this whole conversation is I, I could, you know, say that I'm actually you know, a fan of them shelping, at least temporarily, the remasters of those two games. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring in my broader point that I mentioned earlier to you guys. I am sick of the remasters and the remakes. I'm um, always not- down for a good remaster though. I, I, yeah, I but- completely understand your argument of you. You don't think that they need a remaster that you don't think that they need to remake. Uh, well, then just port them and update the fucking controls. We, I don't care in what, which way, shape or form that we get them on the X on the Xbox series or the PS five, Adam, I don't care. All I want is the option to fucking play them and not have to dust off my dusty ass PS three. Every time I want to play one of them. But oh, that reminds me. Um, didn't but, we have a discussion about um, like we shouldn't remaster or remake a game unless it's already been two console generations? Well, so that that's I was gonna talk about that as well. But to counterpoint, Chris, mm-hmm. um, just uh, just boot up the PS3. No. Yes. No. Yes. yes. What? Why because when that, I could that's play the it console at, that it's on? Why when I could play it at sixty hertz on my on my PlayStation Five? Because that that would take away from the experience. The experience is supposed to be a little janky. You're supposed to feel old, and it brings back nostalgia. Hey, Adam, if I want to play at thirty hertz and it be janky as fuck, then I should have that option too. Put hey, we we again. And you do. This is the fucking future. <laughs> I I I want to have the option on my PlayStation Five. I I want them to have the. Do you want to play at 30 frames? Do you want to play at 64? Hey, they're doing, they literally have that shit with the, uh, with the PlayStation classics. Now they're they're They just dropped the PlayStation classics in Europe. Right. And on those PlayStation classics, you have the option on whether or not you want to play the PAL version or you want to play the US version. Because again, the PAL version has all the, the language, uh, blah, 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 and all that. Right. Uh, the U.S. versions do not have all the different languages and whatnot. So if you want to play in French, then you have to play the PAL version, right? In any case, they prove that the technology is there. I don't want to hear. We're in 2022. We, we can have do the it. technology. Yes. Um, it's just they're running out of excuses. As a matter of fact, no. they didn't run out of it. They never had an excuse. If we're being real, if we're being dead ass. They never had an excuse. You know what? Speaking of the future that Chris mentioned, I think that GTA 4 shouldn't have a remake or remaster. I'll put them in the same category. I don't care. Uh, Until it's 20 years old. I think a game that is 20 plus years old then deserves to be remastered, remade, and then it'll have the same nostalgia factor. It'll have the same, uh, you know, uh, the 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 boost from the community as it did 20 years ago because everyone is 20 years older. They're like, oh shit, I can play it on my PlayStation 17. But so why do I need to wait till I'm 34 to play another GTA 4? You don't. You, you see, here's the thing. You don't. Hey, Adam. Play it on. Play it on the PlayStation Adam, 3. Adam. Guess what? Over there on PC. 
they don't have this fucking problem. You know why? Because automatically their 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 systems just upres to 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 whatever the latest shit is, right? So so they're playing. So, the fuck out and, of and you can mod the GTA four. So and what I'm saying is. I don't want to have to go out and buy a, a, a fucking PC. I don't want to have to go out and just to play a, a game that I should be able, that I own in multiple facets, even if you just want to unlock the, the PlayStation 5 so that it plays PS3 games. And that happened to be one of them. And I, Rockstar I, gives them the okay. With, with that, I don't disagree. With that, I don't disagree. I think that like games should be... Pretty much every game in the Xbox, the first Xbox, the 360, the Xbox One, all those categories, and then same for PlayStation, every game should just be backwards compatible. Just make that an option. Now, you don't have to remake it or remaster it for it to be upgraded. I'm talking specifically about remakes and remasters. And what, if you want the same, ports, though? I, I said I would I would take it in any way, shape, or form. This does not negate the fact that Rockstar is lazy as fuck. And that they miss that they mismanage their their I, assets. I won't say that they're they're necessarily lazy. It's just that they don't listen to what the bulk of their fans want, and they put literally all of their manpower into GTA Five because okay. that game should last one hundred years. How long have we been playing that, Adam? Huh? How long have we been playing that game? We. How long have people been playing that game? It's okay, Chris. We have been playing it. <laughs> I haven't. S since when? 2000 and fucking 10. GTA what? Which one? Five. It, Five 2013. 2013. As someone who doesn't really play GTA, and for anyone who's listening who doesn't play GTA, and this is to go more with Adam's take on remakes slash remasters, what's so different between the old GTAs and GTA 5 that warrants a remake or remaster? Because listening to Adam, I don't know about really time periods, but there should be enough differences between like early games in a franchise through the latest games in a franchise that really warrants a remake. I don't really care for remasters because that's just pointless. You can port it, but more so remakes. What's so different between each GTA game that deserves a remake? I'm about to break it down for you right now, Jamal. Oh, I'm with you. Let me let me let me help set you up, Chris. So GTA 3, GTA San Andreas, and GTA Vice City all pretty much came out in the same like era um what they brought that was different from gta 2 and 1 was were that they went from a top-down perspective to a fully 3d sandbox world the change between three and four chris mm -hmm. okay so uh once we get to four it's a fully realized 3d open world it was one of the first fully realized 3d open worlds that we got on the playstation 3 um it's it is a fully realized new york city um it within that that like recession era of that 2000 like 7 2008 ish time period 
right? And all the GTAs have different stories and all of them have compelling stories that you want to go back and you want to revisit because they are compelling stories just as well as Red Dead and Red Dead 2. Like the, the story is really why I want to go back and play it. It's not that I want to have uh, I, like I'm I'm sure I'll have fun with some of the physics and stuff like they had a different physics engine back then like it, it's it's a completely different experience than GTA 5 and I think that it deserves to be played by more people especially the younger generation that have no idea what the hell GTA 4 was all, all about and what why I GTA 4 revolutionized the series for me. In fact, it revolutionized video games for me. I never cared about playing a side mission. I never cared about side characters. I never, that that game made me care about side characters. It made me care about what was going on in the world. It made me listen to the radio and say, oh yeah, uh, uh, what, what are they talking about on, uh, on, on, on the radio stations? What are they oh, it's actually talking about stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, uh, if I shoot this person, it's gonna affect the the outcome of the game, and 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 it it was it was all types of stuff that that makes you you want to go back and experience that again because again, a lot of games learned and picked up from what GTA did and and made clones of that, and we have plenty of clones, but none of them are uh, of that top quality. Like. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I would still go back and, and put GTA 4 story up against some of the games that are coming out right now that are clones of GTA, and it's no, it's no matchup. Easily, yeah, GTA yeah, 4 G story is amazing. GTA, GTA 5, story. Yeah, yeah, the story's amazing. What GTA 5 brought that was different, um, they refined the physics engine and made it a little bit more arcadey in a sense. Um, and aside from Vice City and San Andreas, all of the GTAs take place in the pretty much the time period that they come out in. So GTA 4 takes place basically in 2007, like the onset of social media, and you have to go to internet cafes and answer emails and shit like that. Whereas GTA 5 takes place in 2013, where we're, you know, all the way into the social media thing. And, uh, you know, reality TV is like the biggest thing. And of course, you're in California, you're in L.A. So and the tech, the tech industry and you can literally yes. play the or you cannot you can you can uh, do the stock market in the game and like all types of all, like the, the game is weaved with all types of interesting, intricate shit. It's ridiculously like, deep. Yeah, not as I wouldn't say it's as deep as Red Dead 2. Um, as far as what you can do, but like if Red Dead 2 didn't come out, GTA 5 is probably one of the most detailed games, like period, like ever. Yeah, it, and even if, even with uh, Red Dead 2, it's still got to be on the top 10 list of most detailed games of all time. Because again, oh, yeah. why it's still selling to this fucking day. No, it's because they keep fucking selling it. Mm -hmm. And won't give us GTA 6. <sighs> Jamal, does well, that answer your question, or do you need more specificity? It does, but the only listening, the only GTA game that I think deserves a remake is anything before the whole 3D, open, like, fully realized 3D open world. So, like, if they were to remake GTA 1 and 2? Yes. That, yes. Okay. That's See, now, okay. That that, that, that would be GTA huge. London, and that would be fucking that would fantastic, be, yes. too. That, that would, would be, be huge. This is this is what I want. I hey, want that. Hey. I want to I want to satisfy your needs as well. I want to satisfy your guys' my my boy. I want to satisfy my boys. 
Okay. I would love it Adam just wants to be in London. <laughs> exactly. We, we, we talked about Syndicate a whole lot a couple episodes ago. Or was it, it was last episode. Yeah. And uh, being back in London would, would, would be nice. Um, but I, I don't, I just, I just think that like they should, if they remade one and two, it would like, that would be a step in like a different direction. I think that's what they need to do. And not just by remaking two of their biggest titles of all time or remastering two of their biggest titles of all time. Port it, absolutely port it. I want you, again, I want you guys to be satisfied. Like I, I, that crowd that wants those remastered, I want them satisfied. But just all you got to do is port it up and update it a little bit. You don't have to remaster the entire thing. Now, give it to me with GTA Five controls, and I'm fucking good. Even, and give me a Chinatown Wars remake. I'm with you. Oh my god! Right? Yes. You know something that would just be like a little out of the box, no one sees coming. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, but, something that takes the scope of what it was and then switches it to the the new style because Chinatown Wars is a fucking uh, DS top game. Down. Yeah. It's, it's a top-down DS game. It's stylized like like the original GTA games, GTA One mm-hmm. and GTA Two. Yeah, and it's like it's cool, but like I would love to see that you know in the classic, like what what we've come to be used to now. Hey, did you guys play Chinatown Wars? I did play a little bit of it. I never. Oh beat it. my god, that game is so fun. Really the drug good. system really... in that game is yeah. so fucking cool. And that nobody's copied it is amazing to, or that they haven't like ported it over to an actual, I've been waiting for them to port that system over to an actual mainline GTA game for, for fucking ever. God. Yeah, they could do it without the touchscreen shit. Yeah. Have you guys ever played Sleeping Dogs? Yes. Boy, 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 Sleeping Dogs is that shit. It's fantastic. That game is so, it's so fun. It is actually fantastic. That's that's one of the 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 clones that can stand up mm-hmm. to it and 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 did some things that were different and and interesting and had a different setting even like that 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 game's fantastic. Oh, you know, you know, a, the the focus on like hand to hand combat versus gunplay yeah. is really what makes it like stand out. And the it's gunplay like is okay. It feels like like action is, yeah, ex- right. And that that's like it feels like a John Woo movie kind of, um, but. You want to get Tony Ja whooping niggas' asses, boy. Oh my gosh. Do you, uh, Jet do, you, <laughs> do you guys want to get triggered right now? Uh, yeah. That's the only GTA like clone on also GTA game that I've completed. I never beat a GTA game. Oh God. You, you know, honestly, I'm not. That hurts my heart. That. That's really not a surprise because I can relate. It took me a while to beat GTA 4. I never beat uh, San Andreas. I've beaten GTA right 4 twice. I've beaten San Andreas three times. I've beaten Bully twice. I've beaten Red Dead Redemption uh, 1 twice. And I've beaten Red Dead Redemption 2 once. And uh, everything else I've beaten once. Like uh, GTA 3 and... I haven't played the originals, GTA and GTA 2. I've not played those. <laughs> Wait, I don't um, know. You played Saints Row 2, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think I think I have at some point, but I never beat any of the Saints. Oh my god, that's yeah. disrespectful, Adam. That's crazy. Saints Row Two I, is the best one. I don't arguable, care. arguable, what? Arguable. I had a blast one? with Saints Row Two. I'm not gonna lie, Saint, I, Saints Row Three. Right before it got, right before they jumped the shark, I thought Saints Row Three was really, really good. That's their transition period to the more arcadey style. Exactly. Saints Row 2 was still like grounded and still wanted to take it to GTA, but still wanted to be the silliest fucking version of that. It was great. Well, I guess we've said it all, huh? In any case. We we love talking about going to different worlds and doing different shit. Speaking of going to different worlds and doing different shit, Jamal. We got lots of different worlds to talk about. What are what's our anime news for this week? Oh, we got a, we got a that wasn't. <laughs> I know, Wolfie, that wasn't a segment that you were yeah, thinking right, of. Right, right. No, um, <laughs> we recently no got a Bleach trailer for the Thousand Year Blood War, and I'm all excited. The animation, the art style, it all looks very clean. Hopefully, Jamal, they adapt yeah. some different things. No. Different thanks to it. (laughs) Then we finished a couple of spring animes. We finished, well, the Rising Shield Heroes actually now finished the season. Um, Then Spy Family has finished. Kaguya Sama Love is War is finished. Those are all. We we, we didn't even talk about what we're about to get into for next season. Damn. Those are all good. And then the summer, well, we got uh, in a few days, we got. A special episode for Dr. Stone. It's supposed to be, I guess, is it will be canon. It's supposed to just start off season three, even though it won't actually be season three. It's just a one episode thing. What? And then, Stop yeah, season, teasing. season three doesn't come out till next year. Stop fucking teasing. I don't, I don't, I don't need nobody like rubbing on my nipples and shit. Did you Stop even finish me. season two? Y- yes. I did actually. You did. I went back and watched it. Yes. We mean went back a bit after after it was over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Then I won't read the manga because <laughs> I was going to, Chris. I told you if you didn't watch hey. it by the time this thing came out, I was gonna read the manga and just say hey, fuck you. The store, the Star Wars is legible. That's I all know. I'm gonna say. And Let's then go. we got Classroom of the Elite. And if you've never seen Classroom of the Elite, it's kind of like, what was that one show? My Romantic Teen Comedy. It's a slice of life, but it's actually very good, like character development and all that jazz-wise. I so have season not two, seen it yet. Have you guys seen it? I know they haven't. <laughs> and, Adam, Adam just shook his head and Wolpe said nothing. And then the One Punch Man manga is heating up. It's finally reaching the final arc of the Garu story. Well, it's reaching the climax of the Garu story in the manga. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Saitama's story never ends, Jamal. Exactly. He's unbeatable. And that is the anime news of everything I can think of. I don't know what else there is. Uh, what about that uh, that Trigon um movie uh trailer that we all saw the what trigon or is it trigun i thought it was trigun i thought it was trigon 
Trigging. Trigging. <laughs> but Jamal, you remember the the trailer that that we shared to the group chat, and we were all like, "Oh wow, I thought that was something else, but it was actually Trigging or Trigon." No. Either way, I didn't. I didn't see it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't right, know well, what you're talking about. There, yeah, there's like a like a trailer that was released. I saw it on Twitter, so then uh, I I'm pretty sure I shared it. But, you did. Yeah. But everybody else in here is a jerk. I watched it, Adam. That that <laughs> looked wild, didn't it? It did. It looks super tough. It's like, oh no, Jamal, you saw it because you were like, oh, I thought uh, I I like the combination of 2D and CGI. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't pay attention to what the name was. I just watched it. Well, any kind of like context of what it actually when, was when does that come out um i don't know actually Adam's i will on it. i will look it up all right so uh in the meantime is that all for oh. anime news yes i don't have anything all right so moving on adam um it is it is it not a movie it's a reboot yeah yeah because in the comments there's like a gif of one of the blonde the blonde character in a very like 90s style art 90s art style uh vash vash the stampede um so he has like he is he has an updated look um but yeah so it's the trigon stampede reboot trailer um, that was revealed at Anime Expo 2022. We like updated looks. As long as, you know, it's 20 years plus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so there's a reboot coming out. That's pretty exciting. Because I, I never, it's one of those shows that would come on, uh, you know, Toonami and stuff that I would just see and be like, that looks cool. Click. And, uh, but maybe this this will be, this will be one of the, the reboots that brings you the, back in the first time i i saw it um it was in one of my cousin's um vhs freaking anime boxes that he used to go out and get from the little conventions and stuff because he's a he was a huge i swear dude he was a nerd before it was cool to be a nerd but he would hide it because like, he was still he was still a jock and stuff too so he was like uh, it, it was so cool to see him like float in and out of the worlds and in, in both worlds like nerd nerddom and the the cool kids so to is speak it, right is it is it the cousin that i got cool with that no up... no not oh, that okay. cousin. no okay. it's was, it was a cousin to arizona he okay. he would go to the conventions there and they used to have like just tapes and stuff but the first time i watched it it was in it was in japanese and we had, we had no idea what the fuck they were saying it just looked cool as shit so it was like yeah let's watch it yeah nice oh, great and like half of the tapes that we got were like that it was straight up just japanese stuff and we'd have to make up the stories in our head and stuff it was it was fancy it was good times back then that's a pretty good childhood stuff, 90s stuff but continued Let's uh let's move on to why the people are all here. Uh so now we're going to talk about uh Rising of the Shield Hero season two, episodes eight and nine. Woo! That that's that's our yeah, that's our that's our main dish for today. Uh it again feels like forever since we talked about the show, and it's about goddamn time because these two episodes were 
a lot to take in all at once. Yeah, and we were talking about the lowering of the show. Goodbye. They they were like, yeah, yeah. Y'all thought y'all thought shit was sweet. Nah. Right. All right, Adam, you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. The crew leaves the infin- infinite labyrinth with our homegirl, and they're in her world. I can't remember the name of it, whatever. They go to the city, and it's like the nightlife is crazy, and they're seeing all kinds of different people. They're dressed in like Japanese garb. Um, and then they get new armor. And then uh, the the you know homegirl's like, oh, we can go to this dragon hourglass at the, at the capital. So they're like, all right, we got to sneak in. And then they get caught in a trap. And then the main guy's like, ha, 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 I got you. And then they're like, all right, all right let's fucking teleport with the hourglass. And then they start it, but then Raphtali gets left behind. And then Raphtali gets left Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty that good. That was good. That was good. That was damn good. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. All right. All right. So let's, let's start it off. I really like the world that they're in way better. So much better. Way way better um everyone's still severely under leveled philo is nowhere to be found raptalia is still a child but i mean when when they get down to it i mean you know they're broke they really don't have anything it's back to trapping <laughs> and i love it i guess it it's less tropey for us because we're westerners and we get to see a lot of the kingdom castle bullshit right um but I guess it w- it's more tropey for them to be going to, J- to Japan. I mean, Japanese people in general, like watching the, the episodes, I would feel like it'd be more tropey for them to be going to a place where it's all like Japanese themed and, and such. So I, I, I could see why you guys would say that, but I could also see why they chose the, the worlds the way that they did in Nefumi's world versus this world. It's kind of like um, they're going from like high fantasy to a more, I don't want to say more realistic because, you know, everyone still has powers and shit. But like, I don't know, like the 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 area is a little bit more relatable. And I guess maybe that's why I like it. Or a little more modern, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely feels because, you know, um, medieval like fantasy worlds uh, to us as Chris mentioned, they're very tropey. Like we've seen it time and time again, but how often right. have we played games where it's like, it's not necessarily feudal Japan, but um, you know, everyone's basically wearing like kimonos and um, everyone, like the weapons are very Japanese heavy, you know, samurai based weapons uh, and the sort. And so I, it feels more in terms of you're if you're going like time wise, it does feel more, uh, contemporary than you know shields and swords and spears and mm-hmm. um dragons and stuff like that like i'm I'm just curious right. like what kind of monsters are in this world um and in like you mentioned earlier Wolfe, when they were trapping and shit like they're selling stuff to spirits like i guess those are actual spirits and then when they use the the potion that um nafami had in his shield like they're like, oh my god, I've never felt this before. Now I'll, I'll spirit, trade whatever the spirit point potion, right, or whatever the fuck they called it. The SP, yeah, show. the SP, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because they don't, I guess they don't have that in their world, um, right? And so they, I don't, I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it just yet. I don't know if we will, but I guess they don't have like magic casting in that world the same way that um, the 
the first world that we were in has. Right. Um, and so seeing, seeing their, their outfits get updated to a more like traditional Japanese style was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, that was, that was probably the best part of the episode. New, new fits, new fits. We, we um, love new fits. Um, I did have a question. So how many worlds do we think there are? Because here I was thinking that, uh, Kyo was from the world that they got transferred into, but then, uh, when that guy, uh, what was his name? Kazuki showed up and, um, what's her face was like, who the fuck is Kyo? Because, uh, now Fumi was like, oh, he's, he, he like carries that same air of like asshole that Kyo carried. And Kazuna was like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, yikes. Yeah. So I, I think, um, Kyo came from obviously a different world. I, to, to your question, I think there are an infinite amount, um, but only like a certain number of them kind of interact with one another. Because many times it gets to like, it, it, you know, how many dimensions or like universes are there? Like there's, to my mind, there's always like, there's always like a, an, a, an infinite amount. Like there's bil- billions of them. But I think what we're going to see is obviously a very small fraction of that because it's a very centralized story. Um, eventually we'll get to Keo's world. And I feel like that world is going to be a more modern style like world even more so than the one they're in now like uh you didn't answer the question no no you did you said my my question was how many you said infinite is possible Mm, damn and then the thing is i was gonna say but i didn't want to interrupt him i was like sometimes when you get to the whole oh there's a million dimensions and shit and you start bringing in time travel and all that shit is when you can really start to well at least for me you can kind of lose the plot and you kind of resort to what essentially amounts to as like a deus ex machina yeah i i think i think that it's a set amount of worlds and i think that somebody created it because again a lot of the 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 things are tropey of video games of uh board games of japan of high fantasy of whatever like it's it's all coming from things that are familiar and nafumi keeps keeps uh talking about all the the shit that's familiar to him in this episode like he was like oh food is just like japan money is just like japan the more fucking garbs are just like japan it's every everything is japan baby let's go it, it was real otaku out there you know what i'm saying so this was what, real otaku <laughs> what if what if it's like uh the person who made this this game like i feel like it's one massive game right like it it encompasses all these different worlds like a Um, giant tabletop not not even a tabletop i feel like it's like someone made a game and somehow it it went too far and that's how nafami got sucked into it and all these people are getting sucked into it blah blah blah. and something something anime trope is is going to happen but Um, he also is pulling from different dimensions on different earths because everybody came from japan oh, right the original the original four yeah they came from different dimensions of japan yeah so like like yes but there's like some high level there's got to be some high level being that's that's making this shit happen like pulling all these all this shit together and if if that person is or uh i don't know like 
it's got to be so, somebody who's in the game too, like so, somebody who's watching all this shit go down and pitting people against each other. Because why? Why? Because shit is just set up uh, like like for there to be turmoil. Why? Why did uh, immediately? Um, all right, never mind, never mind. I'm getting ahead, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm about to talk about next episode, but um, nah, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all, all I know is that this conversation has gotten very existential for me, so I don't know if we should continue. Yeah, nah, <laughs> it is a little wild because they came from four different Japans to now they're in worlds and there's mad different worlds and it's just there's too many permutations of worlds to people to powers to whatever and i'm just like i'm trying to be along for the ride but it, like you said if i think about it too much mm-hmm. it's no. gonna it's gonna really take me out of it and i'm gonna like think oh but what's so important about this story so right, exactly. um grand scheme we're getting we're getting away from ourselves a little bit i think uh good question but maybe we should ask a, a much wiser man than i um right. but back to the the whole trapping thing when uh when Nafumi was like, he came up with this whole plan. I was like, let's fucking go, dude. Like he's actually cunning and willing to do the dirty work to, to, to scam these people. And I guess they weren't the product. If the product like worked, then I guess it's not really scamming. It's not really but a scam, right? they, they did scam people by, Oh, this is the last one. Now mm-hmm. you have to pay as much as possible. And then they had a lot of money. They went and got all their armor. They got weapons and then they got food and blah, blah, blah. And so then from there, they're like, all right, well, now we need to go to the capital because we still need to find um, Philo. And so uh, Kizuna, um, she was like, I can transfer us. And the whole thing was like, all right, we're going to sneak in. We're going to go. We're going to go do it, blah, blah, blah. And um, and so it ended up being a trap. But Nafami, his whole thing is like, I don't care if it's a trap. We're going to make it out and we're going to. It's a trap. It's a trap. No, we're gonna succeed. <laughs> um, so and then when uh Kazuki came out, I he's Kyo was a better villain. This guy just seems very like lackluster in right. terms of villainy. Right. We just had a pompous asshole. Who are you? Right. And then Raftalia is like, I don't care if I'm small, I'm still your sword, like I'm gonna defend you, blah blah blah. Not and with these so, stats. Right. Like trash ass stats, her and Risha. Hmm. Um, but the the whole the whole twist on like Raftalia getting left behind was kind of like, oh fucking course, dude. Like the three, you know, Nafumi, Risha, and, and Kizuna were able to go. And then Kyo for some reason was like, ha ha ha, well, here's my plan because I just wanted to see you with that look on your face, Nafumi. And like as soon, what? As, as soon as she said, if you're not close enough to me, I don't know if it's gonna work, blah blah blah. I was like, nah, somebody about to get left behind. So yeah, and that's immediately because it was so easy for them to like get pat Risha literally just like ran through two guards. I was mm-hmm. like, this has to be something. It's either this is really lazy and they're just like fast forwarding like them succeeding, or some something bad is about to happen. Weak ass guards. I, it, I, it's a little bit of both. I, I, a little I bit of both. I don't know if it was like because I feel like the whole episode they were all they were pushing that. Um, hey, uh, we were we're good. We're our everybody 
we've already been through this shit once, uh, including Nafumi. Hey, I I know this. I, I, I if I gotta be the 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 merchant again, I can be the merchant. Um, and I felt like uh, they were trying to put that a, a little bit on Raftalia too, a little bit on Risha. Like they they were they were trying to to like say, hey, everybody's been through some shit already, so they know that even even if they they aren't as able as they were in the past world, they know how, how to carry themselves. They know how to how to move. They know how to get past guards. They know how to do this. They know how to do that. I guess is what, because Raftalia, the way that she was moved, she was, she took out her little butter knife and she was ready to go. She was like, oh yeah, let's go. Hopping at people's necks and shit. I was like, okay, damn. But, you know. And I, I do like how, you know, uh, Kizuna, her weapon doesn't harm humans, but she can attack like literally everything else in order to like cause traps, cause damage and stuff. Um, so she's coming around for me. I, I've always, you know, liked her, but now she's like, oh shit. And then now Risha has gained some confidence and like speaks her piece. And it, it, it's about, you know, time. We did talk about this a couple episodes ago where it's like, oh, she, she's finally getting, getting her, uh, her moment, her comeuppance. Um, and we're still seeing that to this day. So, uh, that's, that's nice. And the, the whole crew's just starting to feel a little bit more naturally put together. I'm going to talk to you guys about how I believe that Philo is still the best character in the entire show. And that's, that's coming in the next episode, but, uh, oh yeah, let's get into grades. I, I really enjoyed the just the antics that the crew went through and like us seeing them develop relationships, develop like um, the fact that they're all in on, on the on the on the on the scheme to make money. And Kizuna even herself is just like she's all for it. Uh, and she she's helping lead the crew. But Nafumi's back to into his leader role. Uh, Raftalia is all for it. Uh, Risha, again, is, is stepping into her own. So I, I, I do like the development that's happening right now. And the new setting really excites me. Um, and uh, yeah, just on top, like everything wrapped up in all, it was a, it was a fun episode. Uh, we didn't see as much crazy action as we expect out of the show still. Um, but I think that what we saw in this episode makes up for that. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one a eight. I'm thinking the same. Um, it, it's everything that I want in the show and finally, well, without the action and now it's just a matter of, you know, give me a reason to care about some fights. I'm, I'm with it. I'm here. I'm invested now. Right. And I mean, that's all you can ask for. So eight from me as well. I'm going to agree with the both of you. I was thinking eight when you were saying it, when you were talking the whole time, I was like, yeah, this is the eight this is the eight. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, uh, again, that uh, we're at the point where we we were looking for that that oh what what's gonna come now like uh, our, and after they broke through the the glitch um, and the little prison world part of this world infinite um, labyrinth yeah the infinite labyrinth I'm sorry uh, yeah the infinite labyrinth I thought that that was really interesting that um, we got the full spiel of what this world is all about and they were going through oh like i said the currency what uh the the garb the the, the different races the people like they were throwing all types of information at us as well as we got a little action as well as we got a little more information about uh our characters and their place in this world like it, it was it was a good episode so i'll give it an eight nice so that obviously that rounds out to an eight um 
very fitting for episode eight. Um, episode nine, uh, Chris, you're going to do the uh, the 32nd? Yes, sir. All right. Whoopi, you still have that clock? Now that I've like skimmed the entire episode, sheesh, this is an emotional one. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All righty. Chris, you ready? Yes, sir. Three, two, one, go. Who the fuck is this guy who's got his paws all over my girl Philo? That just pissed me off. Then we we get a, a familiar for uh, uh, Raftelia. Um, the familiar is telling us about what what where we're gonna find her. She's at the same place as the clock tower. We gotta go to the clock tower to find her. Um, so we're we travel there. There's uh, they're planning out how they're going to get in or whatnot. Then we see. See, Chris, here's the deal. You got to stop adding. You, no. your emotion. you can't no. be in the, in, the, in the thing unless you can say no. it quickly. I will add whatever needs to be added. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically throughout episode nine up until the uh, last, you know, 10 minutes or so. Uh, Philo is a circus act for some fucking, you know, circus freak guy, uh, in this world. And so this is, this is obviously after, uh, the crew transported well, three out of four transported through the dragon hourglass, um, through what was Kizuna's technique? It was like dragon return vein or return dragon vein, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so they get transported to the capital. Um, and we obviously see Philo getting like tortured, whipped, all that stuff. And it's oh very much. Oh my God. I was, I was about to jump to the TV, Adam. You don't know yep. how mad I was. I know. Well, I, the father I, instinct just kicked in immediately. Watching it, I couldn't wait until Nafami like showed up. And then, you know, later we know what happens, but, uh, we also see the crew show up to the capital and everyone's like, Oh my God, thank you heroes for bringing Kizuna back to us and all this. And then uh, they're like, well, where are you from? And then not, not like, Oh, we're from a different world or it was enough. Or Kizuna said it. Kizuna said yeah. that they're from a different world. And then everyone's like, Oh my God, they're here to kill us all and destroy our world. The and was then, like, I don't have to deal with this bullshit dog. I'm out. I, I, right. I haven't seen this story before. I'm out. Well, so what we're starting to see is uh, throughout the end of episode eight and um, basically the entire episode, uh, episode nine, is Nafami is kind of starting. It looks like he's starting to like lose it emotionally because he's become very emotionally attached to both Rothkalia and Philo. And so the rage shield is starting to make its appearance known. The drag, the you know, the, the uh, zombie dragon, and like you can see its face kind of popping up uh, here and there. And in that moment when everyone in the capital was like, hey, fuck this guy. He wants to kill us all. He was like, mm, I'm going to walk away instead of saying like, hey, no, I'm not. I swear to God, like blah, blah, blah. He was just like, I'm just going to walk. Um, and that, that I'm, I'm worried about that. Um, yeah. Are we going to see like a new form where he's like not just enraged, but like he doesn't care about like the repercussions of his actions? Hey, Adam. Oh my God. When, okay. So when he first sees Philo. No, but that's, that's later. We're talking about the shield though. 
Well, he didn't. He didn't know that that she was being whipped and tortured yet. I. But I, we weren't talking about that. We're not talking about. I'm talking about just when he first saw her. Oh, like when he first met her. No, when he first saw her, when he when he walked up on at, at the circus, and then that's later. Yeah, I realized. Well, we can't talk about that yet. Oh my god! Okay, we have to talk about the Rabbit Man. The... <laughs> Remember Rabbit Boy? Yeah, yes, the 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 priest. Oh my the, god. He was like a he's like a descendant of monsters that have been protecting this world for god knows how long. And he was like a rabbit wizard priest kind of guy. And but we didn't know he was a rabbit yet. And so while Nafumi's walking away, he just pops up. He's like, hi. And then Nafumi's like, uh, hi. And so, <laughs> so this fucking guy like brings him to his lair. And so uh, but he's, I thought he was going to be like an asshole. He was actually really cool to the crew. And so Kizuna is like, oh yeah, this is not for me. And, and Risha, you know, they, they helped bring me back all the blah, blah, blah. And um, so they're like, we're trying to find our friend. And then Kizuna is reunited with her. Uh, I can't, was it a, was it a Shingeki? Is that what the name was of the little, like, bro, I wanted to say Shigaraki so bad. <laughs> it was on. something like that. It's got to be Shingeki or something. Shingeki, yeah. It was something along that line where it's basically this little creature that you create um, when you have like a bond with someone. And her Shingeki, again, if that's the name, I don't know. I but, got you in 10 seconds. Okay. Like I said, it was she, a familiar. <laughs> Shikigami. Shikigami. Okay. I knew it started with SHI. But Shikigami is like a little like creature Raccoon that you create. Dog. Well, not not. Well, that's uh, what that's what Raftali is like. And, that's the and form it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Kizuna and glasses. Uh, Shikigami is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Shikigami. Yeah. Shik their Shikigami was like a like a peng uh, like a penguin or yeah, something. Named Chris. <laughs> yeah, and it was named Chris, which was hilarious. That's just fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> And so basically the power of this little thing is it can tell you where the other person is um, at like all times throughout that entire world. And so uh, Nafumi, he remembered he had a strand of hair from Raftalia and front, like in a shield, which I thought was a little weird, but I guess, you know, whatever. And so parts of everything in a shield, bro. I know, I know. And so he used that to create this bond creature, Shikigami with Raftalia ended up basically looking like, a squirrel fox type of thing very similar to raftalia it's very squishy and blah 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 but it had the same like fluffy tail it's a raccoon dog R it's a raccoon dog squirrel um <laughs> and so it's on his fucking shoulder like pikachu yeah which i think is a great addition to this this story because rpgs always have these little creatures that are like yeah raftalia i guess kind of counts but you always have these little like creatures that are floating around you or like on your shoulder. And this just adds to the whole feel of it. And so um, both Shikigamis point to this one part of the map, like the world. And they're like, Oh shit, both glass and uh, Philo are in, or Raftalia are in the same place. Mm. And um, his Raftalia was captured, but then they're like, all right, well, we still have to go get Philo, blah, blah, blah. And um so that's like what this episode is about is going and getting Philo because they can't get to Raftali without Philo. And so then we'll fast forward to when they discover where Philo is at the, at that circus, the, that attraction. And then mm -hmm. Chris, because you're 
very, very enthralled by this whole dynamic. You can take it away. Hell yes, Adam. As he should have been. As soon as Nefumi saw saw that Philo was there, he was about that action. You know what happened is immediately, Adam, when he saw that Philo was there? Rage shield. The fucking rage shield came out as it should have. I was, I, was, have. I was right there. I was about to say, burn it all to hell. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Oh, God. I was so ready for him to burn the whole circus down, mm-hmm. dog. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The The, the reason they, that he didn't was because Risha was like, not for me, don't. Like, we can't, you know, cause a scene because we're basically in the same place that Raftalia is being held. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, I, was it just by coincidence that Fila was also there? Yes, it was just by coincidence okay. that she was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and as it, I told you, Fila was a goddamn egg. I knew it. Little baby egg again. No, she wasn't an egg. She was just like but, a, a small version. Because oh, yeah. in, in, in this because world, they don't have the fololios, they don't have fololios, right? And so they're like, we can't cause a, a scene. We can't kill the guy right now. We it, like we all want to kill him, but we can't do it right now. And so they wait until nightfall, and then Nafumi's like, let's fucking go now. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're sneaking around at night, and they get into like the little warehouse area of the place, and they find Philo. She's in a little cage. She's like fucking freaking out because she's like, oh, my God, I knew Nafumi would show up for me, blah, blah, blah. And there's like little like talismans, charms like around both uh, Philo and the cage because it's keeping her like sealed. Um, and so... They get her out, and it was really nice to see, you know, Philo and Nafumi reunited. And then the fucking guy walks in. He's like, "Hey, who you think you can just steal from me?" And then uh, Nafumi's like, steal "Yes, from me, <laughs> yes." Take Almighty. And then so <laughs> he puts him like in this like curse. I don't know where this came from. Was it the raid shield that did that? I think so. I I I couldn't tell, yeah, but like because. It's that's a move that we've never seen before. So I'm right. pretty sure that it had to it be like a fucking Genjutsu. Yeah. That shit was fantastic. <laughs> so he basically he just casted a fucking spell on him where these like demons are like uh are I chanting the, the same thing at him, what he was saying to Philo, put him in a cage, like in his mind, and that was that was nuts. Um but mm. so then they they just leave. They didn't like kill the guy, they just put him there so he could suffer. Um I'm gonna like send you to the right? shadow realm. I don't I'm know. Send you straight to the shadow realm. <laughs> like shit. So after that, so you know, Philo's back with with Nafumi, and they still have to go get Reptalia and Glass because those heroes are are captured. Um, so now we have two two cardinal heroes in one party. Philo's back with them. Risha is getting better slowly but surely. And soon enough, they'll get Raptalia back. Who knows what the whole glass thing. Um, I I don't know why I'm blinking right now. I can't remember how the episode ends. Um, Raptalia stats, like, disappear. Yeah. And that was, oh, that was... that's right. So, like, they were getting, like, so he can't find her, right? Mm-mm. The, 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 it was still unresolved. We can't, we can't find Raptalia yet. Um, and obviously that's what we're going to get into in the next episode. Yeah. Well, cause you know how every episode of the season ends in like a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I just I can't remember what the fucking time. I can't remember what the cliffhanger was. 
it, it was the it literally ended with the the stats disappearing and then now for me was like oh but why is the slave crest and then episode ends. oh right yeah so yeah. he's like well and then, this should and work it, but it isn't pants to the clouds episode ends yeah because he was just <laughs> like Raftalia, and then the fucking <laughs> camera <laughs> panned up okay yeah so the ending was a little bit weaker than the last one but yeah finally getting getting to see uh you know philo rescued and uh nafami torturing the fuck out of this guy for god knows how long uh was pretty awesome like i said very good very good payoff at the end of this episode just finally getting philo back but uh I I, I want to say that I did like episode eight more. It was a more engaging, more fun episode just mm-hmm. between between the group members. Not by like much, um, but I'll, I'll give it a whole point. So episode nine gets a seven from me. Good episode. Glad Philo's okay, but not as good as eight. You know, fuck what you say. Episode nine is <laughs> 8.5. You know why? Philo's back, motherfucker. And again... We didn't get to see him burn it down, but he was all about that action, Adam, and I'm all for it. So it's an 8.5 for me. The fact that he was all about that action, Diva Shield immediately came out, and then we got to see him pull out some new fucking mind control fucking Shadow Realm bullshit. Hey, that's an 8.5 for me, dog. That's fair. That's fair. I cannot in good conscience rake this episode yet, so I'll go with y'all. All right, so then as of right now, it's a 7.75. God damn it, Jamal. He could have been the tiebreaker. Yeah, he could have. He could have put it over eight, but, you know, man's got to sleep. So, uh, yeah, we have four more episodes of season two of Shield Hero, which means we have two more uh, canon episodes of the podcast based on this uh, this anime. For this season? Um, for this season, oh, yes. It's over already? There's only right. 13 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm having a blast now with the show, but I want to show that for the next season of, of the podcast, I want to show that like really engages us the entire season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, none of us could have seen that that was going to, that, that, that boring start was coming out of like, God, that's that was, true. That was a woo. It was like, damn. Like, yeah. I know, I know that we just got off of season one, but it was way better in season one. And then now we're starting to get the meat and potatoes. So I am excited to see the end of the season and what kind of bullshit goes on, but I am ready to move on. I think people are also ready to move on. Um, so I'm really hoping that season two of Shield Hero pops off and uh it brings us back to our uh our original uh just what's the word what's what's the word i'm looking for wolpe you like words um what are we describing the the feeling that we got from season one that we lost at the beginning of season two. Ooh, i don't know it was like a, it was a sense of adventure it was a sense of like i don't know because the way this the first season started like you wanted to root for Naofumi immediately because he was done wrong. He was lied upon. He, you know, he had to be this dark brooding anti-hero who eventually became a hero hero. I don't, I don't know. It's just the, the vibe of the, and I hate using that word, but the vibe of the fucking first season is completely absent from the second 
in as far as like that type of investment in the character. Like I, I still love like when Chris said uh when the rage shield pops up and you see now for me get like emotional, like you know, you can tell he really cares for this party that he's built. But I don't know, it's just not we're not there yet, but I, I see it building. I, I do think I, I kind of disagree with that, but um only because of this past episode, episode nine. Um, the feeling that we got from episode or season one where like, oh, let's like we're rooting for this motherfucker no matter what. We kind of lost oh, no, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's back now. And now it's back, right? Exactly. So but what I'm saying um, is like nine episodes in, man, that's pretty yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a little frustrating, but Nonetheless, we have we have four more episodes. I don't think that it's going to go any downhill from here. It it can only either stagnate or keep going. Right, the build has been too good, and we have something that we're working towards. Like if either a this motherfucker is going to kill Raftalia, and that's going to be tragic, or b mm-hmm. uh, we're we're going to go get her back, and like we're going to figure out what else we need to do it going uh, on in this side of the world, bro. Yeah, I can see a really good final battle loading. I just if, don't know who's fighting yet if 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 fucking rough talia dies dog nah no way the emotional toll that this show will put on me bro speaking of which um this isn't shield hero related but somebody spoiled a demon slayer death for me and i'm spoil it then don't know i'm obviously not gonna say it now but I'll, I'll bring it up once we get back to Demon Slayer, if that season ever fucking shows up. But I'm extremely upset. I'm extremely upset. Well, you guys, you guys will never guess it though, so don't worry. Now, now I'm thinking. Now I think that I'm I'm running scenarios through my head for every single character in that show if they die, and I hate all of it. Yeah, same. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was episode eight. That was that was episodes i don't know why i can't speak uh eight and nine of shield hero season two um really got a lot a lot to look forward to and uh we hope that you guys stick with us through it all and you join our crew join our party stay stay on the streets with us send us an email at the otaku street at gmail for any criticisms any uh any suggestions any topics anything that you guys want to say we'll put on the show i swear to god um twitter otaku street pod uh tiktok otaku street pod you can follow me at aq.digital for any art um and uh our boy my, uh, my nephew mikey oq he's on tiktok as well um yeah we're all over the place we're gonna start streaming again pretty soon uh, like I said earlier in the episode, we just got a lot of shit going on. So uh, stick with us, ride with us, um, and stay on the motherfucking street. Talk the street out, motherfuckers. Night, Jamal. Yeah, Jamal. Jamal. <laughs>